All right, welcome back to another episode of Become a Calm Mama. I'm Darlin, I'm your host, and I think you're going to love today's episode because I am talking about something that's probably on your mind, and I'm calling this episode the Back to School Shit Show because I guess I want to normalize that the transition back to school from summer break is not usually seamless. It is definitely a transition, and I just want you to be prepared for the shenanigans that might happen with your kids and also help you have the right mindset going into the next couple of weeks so that you don't lose your mind, right? I want you to have a good mindset, right, so you don't lose your mind. So I'm going to get right into some of the nitty gritty in the early part of this episode because I know that sometimes, you know, your moms and you might get distracted and not get to finish an episode. So I want to give you the five things that you need to know right as school starts. So the first one is that I want you to understand that your kid, they might not like their teacher. Especially if you have younger kids, like kinder, one, two, preschool, even third, fourth, like elementary school, you kind of want them to like their teacher when you're, you, when you have an elementary school kid. And, you know, you may have a child who doesn't warm up to the teacher. And I just want you to know that that's okay. That doesn't mean anything about your kid being, oh, they're so shy or they're, you know, they're not a very like warm kid or, oh, this is going to be such a hard year because they don't like their teacher. I just want you to know that your kids, they might be shy with their teacher and they might not want to talk to them. And that's just normal. So I don't want you to make your kid's behavior a problem. I don't want you to be like, go hug your teacher. You know, you'll see all the other moms hugging their, you know, their their kids hugging the teacher and being super sweet. And you might feel self-conscious. You might think your kid's like, you know, antisocial. And I just want you to know that quality relationships take time to build and that your kid might not warm up to their teacher right away. And that is not a problem. So that's the first thing I wanted you to know. The second is that I really think this is probably the most important thing I'm going to say is that your kids are going to be exhausted the first week of school. This is just true. And it is important that you keep the afternoons open. You might be tempted to, you know, plan like a big play date or, um, you know, a big back to school picnic in the park and things like that. And you can plan those things, but I want you to be a little flexible and know that your kids might just not be up for it. Going back to school is very tiring for them. They have to sit still. I mean, even if you have teenagers, they have to sit in a desk, they have to listen to their teacher, they have like a lot of input, you know, sensory input going on. So I want you to be ready for that exhaustion. And really, my recommendation is that you keep that first hour after pickup screen free. There might be a temptation to have your kids go on a screen to like decompress or come down, but moving to a screen shortly after getting home, it will make it a little bit hard for your child's like activated stress response to reset itself and catch up. 
So instead of just kind of letting them disconnect on a screen or a video game or watching YouTube or watching TV or something, I want you to think about how can I use this time to connect with them, like playing a game or hanging outside or doing some of the things that you've been doing all summer, just doing those in the afternoon and doing, you know, allowing for some of that um, reset time. So knowing that that first week of school, your kids are probably going to be pretty exhausted. The third thing that I would like to caution you about as kids go back to school is that sibling conflict might shoot through the roof during this back to school transition. So the way to kind of move through, like decrease sibling squabbles is by creating special time. Your kids are going to need individual one-on-one -on -one time with you most days right after school or, you know, shortly after pickup. I call those, I call that period of time right after pickup eyeballs because that's the time where your kid kind of really needs to connect with you. So if you have two that you pick up at the same time, that's fine, or three or four, however many you have, you can get everybody situated at home, get them playing a game, get them reading a book, get them playing outside, and then you can kind of pull each child in and just say, hey, well, I want to hang out with you and spend, you know, 10 minutes, five minutes, you know, whatever you can, can spare with each kid. And that can just look like, playing what they want to play, you know, if they're kind of playing Legos or they're playing dolls or they're playing house or they're jumping on the trampoline or, you know, they're, I don't know, whatever your kids do, going and doing that thing with them alongside of them doesn't have to be talking. You can actually just be in their presence and maybe wait for the stories to come or maybe they're not going to need to say anything to you. Just having that special time with just you is going to be huge. It will really help you have fewer sibling conflicts, okay? I know that's what you want, is to have less fighting with your children and less annoying behavior with your kids. So doing this um, special time is like an antidote. Is that the word? Antidote to sibling conflict. Okay, number four. Social stuff is going to come up. This is going to happen. It happens at almost every age. You got preschoolers who are struggling with friendships. You've got middle schoolers who are, you know, not sure how they navigate, how they fit in. You've got high schoolers who, you know, now people have boyfriends and girlfriends and, you know, they friends and all of that, right? So how the social stuff is going to be there. Friendships shift over the summer. Kids mature. Some kids get really into one video game over the summer and then they come back and that's all they want to talk about. And your kid didn't play Roblox all summer or... They didn't play Fortnite and you don't, you don't have anything to talk about. So navigating friendships, it might be hard for your kid. They might not know who to play with at recess. They might not feel comfortable at drop-off. It might be difficult, that social stuff. And I want you to be okay with this. I don't want you to think that your child is like antisocial or you know, on the bad path to like being with all the bad kids or whatever. Not that I don't really think there are any bad kids. Um, you might, but I don't. So if you're thinking that, just realize that all of this friendship stuff, it just comes up in the beginning of the year and allowing some time and trust that your child's going to navigate. They're going to find their people. They're going to find their friend group and it's going to be okay. So the more comfortable you are with your child's discomfort, 
the easier it will be for your child to move through their big feelings because they're like, am I okay? Am I going to be okay? Nobody likes me. And then you, they look at you and they really want to feel like they're getting this feedback of like, no, 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 honey, you're going to be fine. But if they're looking at you and you're thinking, ooh, I don't know, are you going to be okay? They might adopt that thought. I'm not okay. I'm not going to be okay. So the more comfortable you are, even when your child is struggling, the easier it is for your child. That's kind of cool. Number five, <laughs> I'm sorry to share this one. Expect misbehavior to escalate over the next two weeks. Once school starts, whenever, if you're in it right now, mamas, you're in the back to school shit show right now. That's fine. You're seeing it currently. The misbehavior is escalating. If you're just starting school, get ready because it's coming. You're going to have more big feeling cycles. That Remember, a big feeling cycle is sort of what I call, like how I label a temper, temper tantrum. Big feeling cycle is an intense re emotional reaction to a circumstance. And your child has their big feelings and they come out through complaining and crying and negotiating and anger and whatever the big feelings are and how they show up, right? So you're going to have more of those. So we want to think about big feeling cycles, intensity, duration, and frequency. So hopefully, if you've been practicing your calm mama skills, you know, the last few months, then you're going to be able to help your child move through these fast. So they won't last as long. So you're going to have decreased duration. Hopefully they're not as intense because you've been practicing compassion in the middle of these feeling cycles. But what is going to happen is that they're going to increase in frequency. You might be like, what the heck is going on? How come they're so like, this is just a, it's a shit show. <laughs> so remember that this is just happening, right? You're going to have more resistance. You're going to have uh, more feelings. Your child's just going through a lot. They're coping with a lot. They're having to use all their good coping strategies at school all day. And then they come home and they have that bra off feeling, right? Like that relaxed feeling. And they're like, oh, now I'm just going to let it all out. <laughs> and so your kid's behavior is a strategy that they are using to communicate or cope with their big feelings. So when they're you know, in those big feeling cycles, pause, take that pause break, take care of yourself, reset your own emotional and nervous system, and then get curious. So that, these are these five things that I want you to be looking out for. I'll repeat them, just that your kids, they might not like their teacher, that's okay. Your kids might be really exhausted the first week of school, that's okay. Sibling conflict may happen. Special time is the antidote. Number four, social stuff is going to come up. Friend stuff, things like that. And then you're going to have a lot more misbehavior and big feeling cycles. So I, I share all this because I really want you to like, I love the ideal day and thinking a positive parenting vision and all of those things when we are, you know, kind of anticipating good things. But I also know that some circumstances are just difficult. 
So I don't want you to go into this school year feeling worried or dread because of what I've just said. I actually want you to feel confident. I want you to feel ready. I want you to be able to feel calm when this stuff is happening and hopeful. So I'm going to give you a few thoughts that I think will help you in this transition. These are the thoughts that are going to help you feel confident, calm, ready, and hopeful. So one of my favorite thoughts when I am in a transition, when the kids go back to school or the first couple of days of summer or the first day or two of winter break, whatever it is, I like to think this is a transition. It is a really helpful thought for me. And that's why I'm offering it to you because I then can add the second thought, which is, Transitions are temporary. That's the whole purpose of the word transition. I'm in between two stages. I was on summer break, and now we're moving to school schedule and school rhythm. And this period of time is a transition. So those thoughts are going to really serve you. Another thought, it will take time to figure out our rhythm and routine. So looking at these two weeks, the first two weeks of school, as like, kind of exploration, like hmm, curiosity, wow, where are the, the things that are difficult? Like, where's the friction in our rhythm? Where's the friction in our routine? What's not working? What is working? Giving yourself permission to think, I'm going to figure this out, and it's going to take some time. And then offering to yourself, I have plenty of time. You mamas, you don't have to get it right that first week of school, you're going to get to school. There's going to be a carpool line mess up. It's going to be really long. You know, you're going to try to get to pick up and there's not going to be any parking because no one has worked out their carpool yet. You know, moms and dads are dropping off and moms and moms. And, you know, it's all like all the people are there at school. People are staying longer at drop off. Like it's going to be difficult and so you don't have to have it all worked out just perfectly. You know, the school also knows that this is a transition. They've done it many, many times, right? Many years. So you can, um, you can figure it out. You can give yourself time and permission. One of my thoughts, and I'm going to talk about this now, is that your job, my job as a mom, and your job that I'm going to teach you, is to create a gentle handoff each morning and at each pickup. I'm going to teach you this concept of a gentle handoff in a more in a minute, but I want you to really think about this thought that that's is your job. Your job is to create a gentle handoff each morning. So, what do I mean by gentle handoff? When you drop your kids off at school, I want you to think how can I deliver the calmest most emotionally regulated human being as possible. What is it going to take for me to deliver that kid to that school gate? Now, what it actually means is that you are going to need to be really calm yourself and not, um, you know, be completely obsessed with being on time of looking a certain way of having the perfect lunchbox and like having all of the, the right, school supplies and, you know, the, the shoes being tied and ready and everybody, all the things all, you know, lined up. 
if you are stressed and you're trying to reach some kind of mother standard that you created in your head and you're putting that pressure on your kids, they are going to feel it. They're going to act out more because that's just what they do. That's how they respond to pressure is it creates more feelings and then more big feeling cycles. And you're going to end up dropping off a kid who just got yelled at, who was shamed, who was, you know, threatened or was, you know, is stressed. Your stress is going to, you know, go, it's contagious. But so is your positive thinking. And so that's why these thoughts of this is a transition, it's going to take time, I can figure this out, I don't have to be perfect today. Those thoughts are going to help you create that gentle handoff. Now, another thought I want to offer to you is that this one is so great. It's my kids are 100% going to master the back to school routine. Just decide right now that you as a family are going to figure this out. If, it, if you figure it out on day two, excellent. If you'd figure it on day 100, fine. You're going to keep at it until you have a school routine where you have peace and calm at drop-off. That is the goal. And if you have kinder and first graders or whatever, or preschool and kinder, little ones, then you have a lot of years to figure out how to master the back-to-school routine. Like, that's an amazing gift, right? You have lots and lots and lots of time. You might not get it this school year. Who cares? Fine, you're late. Who cares? So realizing that you have a lot of time to master this routine is going to um, free you from the pressure. And then also, um, if you're thinking, I will master it, we will figure this out, you're going to have a lot of confidence. So these are the thoughts that I love for you for as you go back to school. Now, thoughts are contagious. Feelings are contagious. You are the leader in your home. And that means you set the standards, both for operations, like how it goes, and the mindset. So first comes the mindset, and then comes the operations. So I actually really want you to do this exercise. I want you to sit, pause this, or like come back to it, mark, mark the time, you know, around 18 minutes. Come back and say, okay, what I want to do is I want to write a list of thoughts that I want to be thinking during the first week of school. Or if you're already in school, just be like, okay. Next week, what are my going to be my thoughts, particularly in the mornings? And you can borrow the ones I listed. Go back, listen to them again, and write down how do you want to be thinking? Because these thoughts are going to create emotion in you, and from your feelings, you're going to show up differently. When you're feeling calm, you're going to show up differently as a parent. When you're feeling committed to your rhythm and routine, you're going to have a lot more confidence. So I really want you to do that exercise because the thoughts you have are contagious and the feelings are contagious. So your children are going to follow along with your lead. So if you're thinking, my kid is a mess, this is a disaster, you're going to approach situations from that mindset and you're probably going to feel stressed. And so you're not going to be able to, from that stress place, you're not going to be able to calmly teach your kids the rhythm and the routine for you, especially in the mornings. I'll do a whole episode on mornings, but really all about like this whole first week 
if you are just thinking like, this is a transition, we're going to figure it out. There's no problem here. Um, we have plenty of time. You're going to feel much better than thinking I'm a mess. My kid's a mess. This is a disaster. We're so far behind. Other moms figured it all out. Other moms are better than me. Other moms know what to do. I'm telling you, I work with amazing moms, the moms who look like they have it all together and they come to coaching and they still feel like I'm not doing good enough. So all the moms are just walking around kind of feeling like, ah, and so you can have a lot of compassion for them. You can have self-compassion and you actually don't need to buy into some sort of perfect standard of motherhood or being a parent or anything. We're all doing the best we can, especially in the back to school shit show. Like that's just, you're just in the middle of it and it's not a problem and it's temporary. So these are the thoughts I wanted to give to you as you head back into school and you start this school year off. And um, yeah, I'm sure that you have all sorts of feelings. And so hopefully this episode has helped you think um, like a little bit more ready like ready for it and also just compassionate for you and for your kids. And um, you can just love yourself through it. That's what I want to leave you with. So have a great week and good luck. And I'll be thinking all of you as you start this next school year. All right, everybody. Talk to you next time.